I'm not exactly sure how to introduce my next guest. You know how I do Rick's reading list and we go through and we we highlight different books that I have read. We try to do it once a week. Bridge to the Sun is one that hits for me very differently because I'm not exactly sure whether the author is a master storyteller or a gifted historian. And I think the answer is probably some of both. Delighted to have joining me on the program is Bruce Henderson, whose latest work is called Bridge to the Sun, which is about the history of World War II and specifically the role that Japanese Americans who fought in the Pacific alongside other American troops and the role that they played. Bruce, it is great to have you on KDK. How are you? Thank you, Rick. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. So are you historian or are you storyteller? How do you describe yourself? Well, I, I hope I'm a little bit of both. You're a lot uh, of like both. To, You're a lot like, of both. <laughs> I like to write history uh, and tell a big story, yeah. but I like to tell it through the lives of a few who lived it, and I and I want the readers to feel that the story is happening right before them, and that history is not just filled with dry facts, but can be a dramatic page turner. And at the same time, this is a history that oftentimes has been shrouded under a veil of secrecy. I mean, that this was covered up at the highest level of government because many of the Japanese Americans at that time would have been put into camps that they wouldn't been allowed to serve. They weren't even allowed to be on the outside. And yet these Japanese Americans were allowed to serve. Take us through the fact that some were and some were not allowed to be part of the military effort. Well, the, the uh, great irony and, and, and sad irony is that, you know, after Pearl Harbor, uh, and a, the government decided, the Army decided, the U.S. Army decided that having the Japanese uh, on the mostly West Coast, where we had all these military bases, was a security threat. So they uh, rounded them up and put them into internment camps far inland in, in some of the most desolate places in this country. But then, two or three, four months into the war, the Army realized that they needed language skills in the Pacific, specifically people who could read and write and talk, speak Japanese, uh, to, to be assigned with our, with our units over there in this war. And they looked around and said, well, where can we find these guys? Well, for the most part, they were in these internment camps. So the Army recruiters actually went into the camps to recruit these young men. And so suddenly they're, you know, here they are in the camps because they're, they're not to be trusted, but now here comes the Army saying, Uncle Sam needs you. And many of them stepped forward to do what they thought was their patriotic duty because they were natural-born American citizens. Yes, their, their parents were Japanese immigrants, but, but these Nisei, were American citizens, and about 60% of the 120,000 Japanese in these internment camps were, in fact, American citizens. I think that the irony is that, you know, many Americans who served in World War II in the European theater would have been first-generation Americans, too, right? And then they were sent to Germany, or they were sent to Austria, or they were sent somewhere. That, and the same thing is happening with these Nisei, these Japanese Americans as well. What does it say about the fact that their loyalty to the United States, those who volunteered, was stronger than what it was in terms of what their parents or grandparents' nation may have been. I mean, doesn't that say something about them? 
Well, it, it, it talks about what the true patriotism is. And I think, you know, we are sadly, uh, you know, uh, we still have a lot of anti-immigrant sentiments uh, prevalent in this country. And too often, way too often, we prejudge people based on race, ethnicity, countries of origin. Um, and and for these young men, these Nisei, I mean, I think it's a timeless message, not only of their courage, but of their patriotism, and it really should not be forgotten on this day, Veterans Day, or frankly, on any day. As I hold the book and look back through it, one of the things that spoke to me as much as anything else is, I mean, there were times that you would put something that was in the Japanese and then translate it to English, which was so helpful. But on top of that is the what? Probably six dozen or so photographs that are in there as well that it allows us. I mean, I think oftentimes when we're reading something in a history book, and that's what this this feels. I mean, this is a book of history to be able to see what that person looked helped me immensely. Why do we not have more of that in books of this nature? Because I, I thought it was brilliant. I really did, Bruce. Why do you suppose that is? Well, for it, it does take a, a, a quite a bit of research and effort to find these photos from, from so long ago, honestly. And when we did find them at the archives, or in many cases, I always reach out to the families uh, because a lot of these uh, vets uh, most of the men I wrote about are no longer with us, mm-hmm. but I reach out to their families and I say, is there anything at all that you can um, show me, give me to um, help me understand, uh, you know, who your relatives, what was he like? Help me flesh them out. And I always ask for family photos. And, and then also when it comes to putting them in the book, Rick, I, I don't like just a 20 pages, you know, of, all the photos that are going to be in the book. First yep. of all, I think it ruins the drama. Yes. But I, I, I want you to look at the picture of a guy when you're actually reading about him. And to me, that that's the... That's that's really the most valuable way to see photos. When you're talking about Komodo, for instance, in the Fiji hospital, when Eleanor Roosevelt came to visit him, you have a photo there that we can see FDR's wife with him in that hospital, and that's on page, what, 119, I guess. I'm looking at the photo yeah. right now. I mean, that is <laughs> a brilliant way of thinking through this. Bruce, what do you, Bruce Henderson joining us, his book is called Bridge to the Sun. Uh, again, it's about the Japanese-Americans who served in the Pacific in World War II. What do you love about this book what do you uh, what are, what are you most proud of well i'm i'm most proud that they these these young men are finally uh getting the the uh um the credit that they deserve for what they did in world war 2 they were in the military intelligence service so during the war there was good reason for them not to be publicized. We did, frankly, didn't want the enemy to know right. that we had these teams of of uh, Japanese language experts in the Pacific with our troops. Uh, and uh, but but unfortunately, that carried out on after the war. And when these guys were discharged, they were warned that you know what they had done was military intelligence, and they still weren't free to talk about it under the Secrets Act. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were just you know sort of humble, quiet guys who went about, went to school, got a job, started a family, and uh, just really didn't you know they weren't the, the kind that were going to go down and join you know the veterans of foreign war and Correct. and right. have a beer every Thursday yep. night with the guys because yep. they. We're Japanese, and we had just fought a war with Japan. And I've had a lot of families that have actually connected with me and said, 
we've learned more about our father, grandfather, uncle in your book than we knew because he never told us about this. Bruce, what's the response been to the book? I, I think it's brilliant, but what's the response been? What have you heard in terms of the response outside the family? It's a critical acclaim. Yeah, well, I mean, both, you know, critically, I mean, the New Yorker called us one of the best books of the year, which, you know, I sort of like, okay, yeah. that, that, that's an accomplishment. There were a lot of books written this year, by the way, Bruce, just in case, <laughs> newsflash, if you hadn't heard. But I also, honestly, hearing from the families is, for me, the most satisfying. Sure. And when I get, you know, when I get emails from a daughter or a granddaughter, grandson, and, and, and they tell me, thank you for you know, having having my my grandfather's service and what he did in in the war and helps me understand who he was and uh, that honestly, Rick, that means the most to me. No doubt. Well, in reading this one, it makes me realize that I missed one in Sons and Soldiers that I got to get back to, and that's my next one on my list. But uh, Bruce, this has been so delightful to have you here. Thank you for your important work, for the way that you tell stories, by the way that you love and cherish history and want to make sure that we learn more about it so we don't make those same mistakes again. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Rick. Really, really wonderful, wonderful read called Bridge to the Sun with Bruce Henderson, the author, here on KDKA.